This is the 401 Podcast. Join Rhode Island sports journalist and basketball scribe Kevin McNamara with guests from the Ocean State sports scene and beyond. Now, here's your host, Kevin McNamara. Hello and welcome back to the 401 Podcast on Kevin Mac Sports. I'm your host, Kevin McNamara. First, Thank you for joining me, and most of all, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to to everyone. I'm a big Christmas fan. I love December. My birthday's in December. My parents were huge Christmas fans. We always got a lot of gifts, some great, great Christmas memories uh, in my house, and try to do that with my family today as well. Really hope everyone enjoys the time with their families and friends over the next few weeks. So how about those Providence College Friars? Wow, PC is off to a 9-1 start. That's the best for Ed Cooley's team since the 2016 team opened 14-1 with Chris Dunn, Ben Bentel. Really good team. Those two guys leading the way. That group rose to as high as 10th in the AP poll in January before coming back to earth in the kind of the heart of the Big East race. The season ended in the NCAA tournament, and with a win, uh, Ed Cooley's only win in the NCAA tournament came that season. And this Friar team, well... They're off to the kind of start that's screaming a return to the NCAs as well. Now, wouldn't that be nice, Friar fans? Anyways, here's what's working for the Friars. They're filled with veterans. By one measurement, they're the 13th oldest team in college basketball. And that shows up. That travels. It certainly helped the Friars and wins at Wisconsin early this season and over Northwestern in the Legends Classic in New Jersey. And it certainly helped wear out a very good Texas Tech team last week at the dunk, and I think it also helped put the Friars over the top in the state rivalry game versus Rhode Island. The other thing, Cooley has always played to his team's strengths, and this team's number one quality, I think, is its physicality. Nate Watson, well, he's as big and strong as anyone in the country. He's been outstanding thus far, shooting 65% from the field. Noah Horkler, he's 23 years old. In his fifth college season, he's also gotten off to an excellent start shooting the ball at a very high clip. And how about Ed Croswell? He came to PC as a transfer from LaSalle, a bit overweight in my eyes. Well, he's lost 15 pounds, really worked on his body and his game over the summertime. Shout out to Kenny White, the strength coach at uh, PC. did a great job with Ed. And now Croswell is finishing above the rim, and he came up huge against both Texas Tech and URI for sure. Well, that's a three-headed monster in that front court that Cooley will rely on for sure all year. And how about the addition of Al Durham? What was Indiana and new coach Mike Woodson thinking? I'm not letting this guy get away. Two-time captain at Indiana, uh, over 1,000 career points, versatile guard, tough, really solid kid. And he stepped in and Led the Friars with Jared Bynum out with a bad ankle injury. He's not a pure point guard, more of a lead guard. Can certainly lead the offense. Playing 36 minutes, again, when Bynum's not in the lineup and not fading as well uh, at all. He's really been very, very solid for the Friars. Well, we're going to get into this podcast and hear from Cooley and a few of his players. First, here's Ed Cooley after the 66-52 win over Rhode Island before just a packed house, a great crowd at the Dunkin' Donuts Center. Ed Croswell, once again, had, had a cape on, you know, and, um, you know, Croswell cleaners. He came up and cleaned up everything off the glass. 
and, uh, you know, his energy was good. Noah got us off to a good start and then had a really good finish. So it's a good win. We're excited about it. We're really excited about winning. You know, it's really hard winning, really hard winning against against a quality opponent like University of Rhode Island. I like what Coach Cox is doing with his kids. I like his team a lot, um, you know, and I'm going to be cheering for them from here on out. I look forward to watching them win many, many more games. So a great game, a great opportunity for us to continue to uh, grow. We're still a little bit banged up. It takes a lot of mental toughness to do what Ed Croswell's doing. You know what I mean? He's sitting behind, you know, and playing behind and actually outplaying him right now, a first-team all-conference player. And again, I've talked to Ed about this numerous occasions. I've never coached a player that has hung in there and dealt with adversity. And when the bell is called, he answers it. You know what I mean? And he's done that, in particular the last two games. If Ed Croswell's not on this roster, we don't win the last two games. And again, he's... uh I don't know how many people have respect him in the scouting report, and I hope they continue to forget about him. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it's a testament to Ed's emotional and mental toughness and being patient and uh, hanging in there and trusting what we've been telling him. So we got to get healthy so we can uh, try to get in this stretch run before the holiday. Croswell has this kind of cool quality of smiling after he makes a big play with 11 points and six rebounds against Texas Tech and a big time 13 points, 15 rebounds against Rhode Island. He was certainly doing a lot of smiling last week. I smile because it's it's like when you see what you do and like how hard you work and you see like it's, it's happening on the court and it's it's like reassuring. So and I like when you, you have a really nice smile. <laughs> he doesn't he have a really really nice smile? No, seriously, good for you. The Friars faced the Texas Tech team that was playing its first road game of the season. Then they saw a URI team that had really not played anyone near as physical as they were. And I think playing at home, obviously protecting your home court is so important, and Providence checked the box there. But I think taking advantage of both of those teams and their lack of experience on that big stage paid off for the Friars as well. And I think the thing that's not being talked about is our emotional and mental maturity and our physical maturity. You know, we didn't get rattled, you know, when they made their run, um, you know, in the first half and in the second half. We were able to hold, hold our composure, you know, and again, you know, playing one of our guys 38, 39 minutes in back-to-back games. And, and you know, this, these high major games are really exhausting. So we got to rest him a little bit um, and, and try to get some more guys out there. But it says a lot about the maturity of the group, and um, they should be, you know. They're 22, 23 years old. You know, it's not like this is their first game. It's not like they haven't played in front of a crowd before. It's something that I expect and something that we talk about. Well, I think, you know, the fact that we've been battle tested, you know, um, you know, you play against those seven footers at Wisconsin. Then you play against the seven footers at Virginia. You played against the six ten, six eleven guys at Northwestern, you know, and then you play against the girth and the athleticism of Texas Tech. I thought we were battle tested. And I think that was that's been a big, big part. And, you know, the credit of the staff, they talked about uh, making sure that our players understood how battle tested we were. And again, anytime you play this PC URI game, the energy, both teams normally play a level higher. You know, just with the energy and enthusiasm around the rivalry game, it's it's something that, you know, it's exhausting. It's it's really exhausting, you know. Uh, but I'm just I'm just felt fortunate that we were able to win the basketball game. Let's take a break from the four oh one podcast and hear from our friends at Haxton's Liquors. It's the holiday season and who isn't excited about holding that party in your house, at the office? or wherever you choose to gather after a relatively quiet Christmas last December. So it's time to head over to Haxton's Liquors on Bald Hill Road in Warwick. 
Haxton's has everything you need for that holiday bash and holiday gift giving. Haxton's stocks all the top wines and spirits, plenty of beer, a huge selection of spiked seltzers, and all the mixers. Haxton's is always ready to serve you, so stop in and see my friends Tim and Bobby Haxton. They do an excellent job with air filtration in their giant store, and they have gifts of all shapes and sizes. Just walk through, you can't miss them. We're thrilled that Haxton's Liquors are proud sponsors of Kevin Mack Sports. Welcome back to the 401 Podcast. So after back-to-back emotional wins over Texas Tech and URI, the Friars, well, they needed to just take care of business against Vermont earlier this week. The Catamounts are once again picked to contend for the title in the America East Conference, but that didn't seem to resonate with the PC fans or students. The crowd for the game wasn't anything like the ones from last week, but those are the kind of games that make coaches really worry. I ran into Cooley as he was entering the dunk Tuesday night, and it was pretty clear he was very worried about the Catamounts and his team's mental focus. Well, it turned out that was not an issue at all as PC ran out to a quick 10-0 lead, and while they could not blow out Vermont, they did win comfortably 68-58. It seems like we've been here for a long time. You know, it's been great playing at home. It's been really, really good playing at home, and hopefully our players are getting comfortable as we have one more non-conference game. And this was a very difficult game to prepare for, for the way they play. They spaced the floor. They got a, a really skilled big man, um, very old team, one of the few teams in the country that's older than the Friars. You know, um, they drive the ball well. They defend well. Uh, I, I was proud of, uh, you know, just how we responded, you know, just how we responded. Coming off of last week and all the energy uh, that was in our building, um, I just was proud of our guys' resilience. But I, I thought we played a very, very uh, – tough team, a connected team. And what I'm proud about with our guys is I think our guys are really buying into their roles. And anytime you have a team that's connected on both sides of the ball, that buy into their roles, those teams normally have success for the long term. I think the average basketball fan doesn't know how good of a basketball program that Vermont is. That is a very difficult game to prepare for. Very hard the way they cut, the way they play. And again, anytime you play these older teams, college basketball is really lucky to have so many older players in the game right now because the games are close, the games are good, they're exciting. You're not finding too many quote-unquote blowouts. You know, there may be a couple here or there, but college basketball is in a good place with respect to the pandemic year for some of these men to come back and participate in those schools. We got an older group and they responded, so I'm proud of their resilience. A.J. Reeves and Nate Watson scored 24 points apiece for the Friars in that win over Vermont. And, you know, now that I think about it, if those two guys play consistently well together, that may just be a great barometer for this PC team. You know, Mr. Outside, Mr. Inside. They should complement each other really well. They've certainly played a ton of minutes together for the last four years. Reeves, he's the ultimate hot and cold player. But when he gets hot, the bounce of the entire team seems to grow. When he hits one three-pointer, watch out. He's hunting for his next one. That's for any hooper, for real. You know, anybody who plays basketball, they want to see the ball go, go through the net first, you know, get that rhythm, get comfortable out there. And then from there, you know what I'm saying, you can take it to the three-point line and, and get your shots up. And when they go in at a high clip, you know, you're feeling good. Hey, I just, you know, um, just want to do what the offense allows me to do. I don't I don't want to um, get every play. But, you know, sometimes even if I'm cooking like that, <clears throat> I'd rather come off of it, get it, and then have the attention on me so I can set up some of my other teammates for some easier baskets. Let's hear what our friends at Manscaped have in store for the holidays. 
It's the holiday season and you really don't know what to get or give as a gift or stocking stuffer? Well, our friends at Manscaped have the tools to guarantee you win this year's stocking stuffer or white elephant competition. Manscaped is the leader in men's below-the-waist grooming and they have served more than 4 million men worldwide. If my math is correct, that's almost 8 million balls. And right now you can get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com when you use the code KMAC. That's K-M-C. So, so we enjoyed Manscaped as a sponsor last Christmas, and so many of my friends receive gifts from Manscaped, and I've talked about them all year long. Manscaped's best-selling product is the Performance Package 4.0, which is at the top of every man's wish list this year. Inside, you'll find their lawnmower body trimmer. It's the best trimmer on the market for your balls, butt, and body. And also the Weed Whacker. It's an air and nose trimmer that's just the absolute best. And don't forget the famous liquid formulations, the Crop Reserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner to maximize your ball hygiene routine. It's time to order right now. And I'd recommend that performance package to receive two free gifts. The Manscaped Boxers, they're really comfortable, and the Shed Travel Bag. Make sure you hurry to manscaped.com to ensure these wild gifts show up before the holiday season. And while you're at it, get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com with the code KMAC, K-M-C. So whether these gifts are for your partner, your dad, your brother, your friend, get them something that they will actually use. And I guarantee it'll be a hit and definitely spark some laughs at the holidays. So remember, get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with code KMAC, K-M-C. Be the ballsiest gift giver this year with Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. Welcome back to the 401 Podcast. You know, so much of the focus with the Friars revolves around Nate Watson, and with good reason. He's the classic college big man, just too strong for most college kids to deal with around the basket. Now, he's not going to step away and bomb away from the three-point line like the big men in the NBA but those 19, 20, 21-year-old college guys, good luck with Big Nate. Nate's developed a serious shooting touch in his time at Providence and is a major threat to score every time he touches the ball. He's clearly a marked man, too. Texas Tech, they did a masterful job with him, coming over from the weak side at all times, limiting him to a season-low four shots attempted. He scored only one basket. URI double-teamed Watson as well when possible, not all the time, but, you know, that left Superman Croswell free to attack the rim, and he certainly did so. I caught up with Nate Watson after the Vermont win, and he says he's just happy to be 9-1 for the first time in his five collegiate seasons. We're with Nate Watson of the Providence Friars, and uh, Nate, a 9-1 start for the Friars. Uh, it's not as if the PC has been blowing people out, but 9-1 uh, and one is 9-1, and one, so you got to be really happy with the start. Oh, I'm very happy with the start. I mean, I don't know when's the last time I've been 9-1 and one ever. So, you know, I'm really happy for my teammates, happy for myself, and hopefully we can just keep building off this energy that we have. What do you, what do you think is the maybe two or three things that you guys have to focus on between now and the start of Big East play? I know you have one more non-conference game, but uh, that Big East, you know, it's, it's coming fast. Um, I think we really just have to focus on our defense. I think our defense will control our offense, you know, um, limiting people to one shot, you know, crashing the glass, crashing the defensive glass. We all have to do better in rebounding, and just our execution has to get a lot better, too, if we want to win games in the biggest. 
You know, uh, during the Texas Tech and uh, Rhode Island games the last couple, of, you could tell that your frustration level was a little high. Your numbers weren't like they were in the first few games. But wins, like really important wins. And I, I can tell that uh, that was really the focus. Yeah, no, that was definitely the focus. I mean, you know, I can't really get mad if I'm not scoring because, you know, at the end of the day, we're a team. But obviously it was a little frustrating that I was getting double teamed. I rushed a little bit. And so, like, in practice, we focused on how I can play, how I can be a player with the double team. I can't just be a robot out there, you know. You know, you just said um, that you really haven't dealt with the double team much. How about in high school? Can you think back then? Shoot, no, I mean, when I was in high school, I had some shooters on my team. Matt Begg, Matt Lewis, everybody could shoot on my team. So I didn't get double teamed at all. How could a a high school team not double team Nate Watson? Oh, yeah, that's what I would say. I mean, I was just getting, like, 20 a game. But... You know, I mean, obviously in college it's harder, but you know, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep pushing through it. I'm gonna become a, you know, a good player. Looking, do, do you look at other Big East games? Do you watch some games at this stage? Oh, I watch all the games. I yep. mean, UConn, I definitely watch UConn. It sucks that Sunogo's out for a little bit, but hopefully he gets better. But I definitely watch him. I like watching people who are in my position. Mm-hmm. You know, um, other conferences too. Um, so that's what I do. I mean, I watch basketball. I like watching my opponents and studying them. Mm-hmm. Give me a little. Big East big man breakdown, if you can. Well, um, I definitely would say uh, the Marquette big. I forgot his name, but he's very active. You know, yeah. He blocks shots. Uh, Lewis. Has, he has a good motor. Um, I would say uh, Sonogo is definitely a good player. Um, a little bit undersized, but, you know, he plays bigger than what he is. Mm-hmm. Um, who else is there? Uh, you know, Creighton's big. Uh, he's long in there, so it's definitely going to be tough. Seton Hall. Seton Hall, oh, Seton Hall, definitely. I mean, they're mm-hmm. one of the biggest teams in the, uh, in the country. So, mm-hmm. you know, but it's nothing new. It's nothing I've never dealt with. So, you know, it's just uh, at the end of the day, we're all hoopers, and we're going to hoop. Hey, last one, uh, the emergence of Ed Croswell. I, I think we saw him last year that he had potential, uh, more bounce, a uh, little livelier body right now. Could you see that this could he could be a more, you know, impactful offensive player this year? Oh, I definitely think so. I think uh, practicing against me has definitely uh, helped him a lot. Um, you know, we really battle each other in practice. We, <laughs> constant physical fights and practice uh but we you know we're teammates we you know we, we got each other's back and so you know i'm happy for him i hope hopefully he can continue the success that he's having well that's it for this week's 401 podcast clearly the friars are going to be a team to watch in the ultra competitive big east this season oh that's another thing it's great that the friars are showing a lot of promise thus far they need to the league is stacked maybe not many final four contenders but it's very deep like eight nine deep People are writing off Butler and Marquette. No way. Those teams have already secured very good wins over teams that are supposed to be top 25 outfits. It'll be a gauntlet for sure starting December 18th at Connecticut. Thanks as always to producer extraordinaire Kevin Collins and chase down more of my college basketball stories, interviews, insights at kevinmacksports.com. On WPRO Radio as well, where I host the Kevin Mack Sports Hour, Six to seven, only one hour, but a lot of college hoop talk Monday through Friday. That's on 6.30 a.m. and 99.7 FM on your dial. Also, please send this podcast along to your college hoop pals. Follow me on Twitter at KevinMcNamara33 for all the latest updates. Thanks also to our friends at Haxton's Liquors and Manscaped. Support them and get a lot of great gifts for your friends at the holiday season. The 401 Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and Buzzsprout. Subscribe on whatever platform you enjoy most. Shoot us a like and look for the next edition of the 401 Podcast with Kevin McNamara. 
Thanks for listening to the 401 Podcast with Kevin McNamara. Get the 411 on the sports scene in the 401 by subscribing to the 401 Podcast from KevinMacSports.com.